When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mornings on SEN. Second test between Australia and the West Indies gets underway tomorrow. You can hear it all here on SEN. Jared Waitley, Damien Fleming, Simon Kadich, uh, Adam Collins, Barat, Ian Bishop, Chris Rogers will all be part of the team. But the skipper is Jared Waitley, and he joins us again this morning. Hello, Jared. Jules, packing as we speak. Excellent, excellent. Hope you've got enough and you're not travelling too light. Uh, Pat Cummins, will he be out there to toss the coin tomorrow or not? Um, bit hard to judge from uh, from a distance. I would say no. I couldn't imagine them taking that risk with such a big schedule ahead and the three tests against South Africa to come. But it's really about what happens after that. Uh, India, the World Test Championships, fingers crossed, and then an Ashes series. So I think any uh, any concern around Cummins' fitness would be treated with the ultimate caution. And I know it's more complicated because he's the captain, but that's I guess that's inherent in the in the decision to have a fast bowler as captain. So uh, I, I don't think so, but I haven't been watching him train. Scott Boland got a lot of praise from Nathan Lyon yesterday, saying he believes he's even better bowler than he was 12 months ago when he, he shocked everyone with his performance at the MCG. It's, is it a pretty simple swap if Cummins is not fit, Scott plays? It should be, yeah, as as cricket is sort of built on pecking orders. And, I mean, Boland is... It's, it seems cruel that he's four of four because in, in most other test-playing nations, he would be a first-choice player all the time. Uh, I think Pink in Adelaide with plenty of grass on the pitch. The conditions are absolutely ideal for him. So I'm a bit like everybody. I love the fact that they've added Lance Morris to the squad and we were just talking about him on Sunday Mm. when he started to rip through Queensland. And there's nothing like the idea of raw pace, but... Um, but that's that's not for this test, I wouldn't have thought. I think Boland plays because he is the next in line. He'll certainly play in Melbourne, and I expect it. Um, I don't know whether he plays in Sydney or not, but a couple of tests, and he's going to be key once uh, Australia heads to England. So, yeah, I, I hope Boland plays. I think that would honour a whole lot of things, including the, the natural pecking order, and it gives him rightful time in the team that that his performances say he should have. I was going to ask you about Lance Morris, because if you look at this current Australian team, it ticks so many boxes. You know, quality all-rounder, quality off-spinner, great fast bowling attack, great number three, Steve Smith's an all-time great, but sheer pace we don't have. So so how excited are you about his prospects for whenever he gets his chance, and, and hopefully one day yeah. he will? Yeah, well, that, that sort of raw pace just sends a ripple of excitement right through any cricket setup. Um, probably not since Brett Lee, really. I mean, Mitch Stark is absolute express pace, but uh, Morris seems like he can crank it up even further. So, yeah, it's that that's such a weapon around world cricket and we see batsmen get rushed and we see uh, batsmen who have the, the wind put up them by that sort of speed. So hopefully his development continues in the way that it has. It is, uh, that's, that's why I love the fact that he was put into this squad as... That's to say to him, you are on our radar. 
Uh, and I think it announces to everybody else that, that he's a, a prospect in waiting as well. But I think he should be waiting for the time being. I, I still vividly recall the day Brett Lee made his debut and how transfixed we were at the MCG yep. when, when he first was handed the ball because that's, that's the rarest commodity that there is in cricket. So all power to him. I can't wait to see him play for Australia uh, once he's fully developed and ready to go. And we need to come up with a different nickname. Sean Tate was the wild thing, so we need to come up yeah. with a new one yeah. uh, for Lance Morris. What about the West Indies in this test, Jared? They, they dug in pretty well in Perth, particularly uh, with the bat and, and the two openers were, were really good. Given the conditions and, and depending which way the toss goes, you know, pink ball swinging around, do you have a, a bit of a fear for the West Indies in this test that they might not be as competitive? Uh, yeah, but no no more so than I think most people harboured coming into Perth. I love the way Craig Brathwaite framed uh, the challenge. Is he wanted the team to be able to bat 100 overs and to play 10 days of test cricket. So they, they achieved 100. They were just shy of it in the first innings. They well and truly achieved it in their second innings. And they forced Australia to day five. The pink ball test does move rather quickly. That, that's the, the natural way of it. So getting it to day five is a big challenge. Um, I don't think the West Indies bowling can lay a glove on Australia. I think that was the main takeout out of WA, and the likelihood is, is they'll have a, at least one change. I can't imagine Kim R. Roach plays, and they've brought in reinforcements. Maybe they'll have a little bit more uh, airspeed in, in the team that they pick. But you couldn't... I can't see them challenging the Australian batting. Um, but then there's every reason why the West Indies uh, batters themselves should feel... Uh, confident of trying to reprise those those deeds from Perth, and that's the mission that they've set themselves. So I think they won a lot of admirers in the way that they were able to uh, to dig in. They made they made two more than respectable totals historically against Australia on home soil in recent times. So uh, well done to them. Yeah, I, I think there there is a risk that they could get routed with the pink ball, but it's the same sort of risk we we felt probably underestimating them coming into Perth. So coverage of the second test begins at 2pm tomorrow, all the way through until 10.30 on the SEN and the SEN Networks, headlined by Jared Waitley leading the team. Jared, we just came off an all-time great test match in Pakistan. Yeah. Baz Ball, as it's been called. When you have been watching the English cricket team of late, what's going through your mind with, with what Brendan McCallum's doing with this team? Yeah, so I've never... I can't remember another team playing against the archetypal image of their country. So I'm a bit of a believer that, that the way national teams represent is a reflection of, of country and attitude and ideals and all of that tied in. Well, this English team is defying everything that England has ever been, probably in cricket, but in life as well. So they are transfixing to watch the way that first day rattled along and there's no other team in the world who could have got a result on that Raul Pindi pitch. Uh, it was the last hour was was thrilling. Um, that's the very best that Test cricket can be, There's, and it owed entirely to the imagination of Ben Stokes and the ambition of Brendan McCullum. So they are they are different. They are driving Test cricket in a way that will challenge a few minds. Um, and the more they get results from it, so it felt like the last day of that test match was going to be a referendum and an early declaration, a really aggressive strategy. If they've got beaten, then I think a lot of England would have said, no, no, this is this is reckless. This strategy is reckless. And instead, they got one of their finest ever away wins. So I think it's brilliant. 
I think when you get a team like this in any sport who are prepared to ignore convention and break boundaries, um, it's it's great for the sport usually, and it, it makes a mark not only for that team, but for, for everybody else. Is Everyone should be taking a crash course in baseball, not just how to combat it, but what might be there for, for each other team as well. Now, Jared, I know you're really busy. You've got so much on your plate, but a job popped up on LinkedIn last night that I think you're perfect for. Now, I'll go through <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you need, and I think you tick right. all these boxes. Initiative, <laughs> okay. proactivity, logical problem solving, a calm but confident demeanour in pressured situation, an interest in being involved in sport at the highest level, and excellent <laughs> communication and teamwork skills. Do you know what the job is I'm talking Can about? We? AFL Review Centre Operator. <laughs> You can run the arc. <laughs> oh Tell me you're God. not interested, Jared. No, I'm not interested. Oh, Jules, come on, stuff. Jared. This is right up your alley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I presume the job interview would involve a real-time analysis of the elimination final. <laughs> Hello, Richmond fans. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think that's perfect for you, Jared. I think it's perfect. Oh. What I would like to do is sit on that interview committee. <laughs> well, maybe you could maybe you could put your hand up to do that. <laughs> no interventionists. Well, well, you are you are part owner of a sprint car team now. Now we had James McFadden on oh, yesterday, yeah. who's going to drive your sprint car down in Warrnambool on the Australia Day weekend. How did you get involved in this? So our producer on AFL 360, mm-hmm. Tim Hodges, uh, he and I have worked together since our Channel Ten days. So we've got. We've got serious heritage, and I might have kept him in footy longer than he should have because his real love is is motor mm. racing. Yep. And when he came up with the concept of his own team, I must admit I I wasn't quite sure what the sprint cars were. I, I probably had drag cars and sprint cars a bit confused. But I said to him, oh, "I'm absolutely taking a stake in this." So. I've always fancied uh, participation in the Grand Annual at Warrnambool, but I imagined it would be a horse rather than a car, Jules. But, <laughs> yeah, so we've taken up for the uh, – it's his, it's his great passion to win his hometown race. So the Warrnambool Grand Annual is, is iconic for the sprint cars. And, yeah, I've been getting photos of the car being built, and I know he had a bit of um, – there was a lot of manoeuvring behind the scenes as to who his driver was going to be. So it's been, it's been fantastic to watch him put it all together. And, yeah, with Scotty McLaughlin and, and Jack Revolt, we, we've tipped in to be part owners. I can't wait to hit the ball on, I think it's January 29. It is. That's right. It'll be great. It's Arc 360, Jared. It works for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jules. Mischief, mischief. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Jared, uh, we can't wait for the second test uh, to get underway tomorrow. We'll be listening from 2 p.m. Thanks for your time again this morning. Good on you, Jules. Cheers, mate.